What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Wednesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. Posting daily content over there, trying to help you guys win your leagues. We got these podcasts of mine coming out every single day, our pickups of the day, and then there are also weekly pieces that come out, two-star pitchers. We have a weather article, bullpen pieces, and, of course, all the great content you get from our different writers from following them over on Twitter. If you're not somebody who uses Twitter, then you guys can go to sportsethos.com and you get access to all that same great work, minus the tweets. You don't get to see tweets on the website, but you get to see all those articles and different podcast links. I've decided to switch up the schedule a little bit. We're going to be talking today, uh, as opposed to tomorrow, about some hot players to be picking up. I want to give you guys as much time as possible uh, with these guys before the season ends. A lot of your guys' uh, seasons will end on Sunday which I think is a pretty sensible time to end it with a week remaining in the season, a week, uh, I think it ends October the 1st this year. So it gives you a one-week buffer to kind of avoid any of those weird pitching or lineup decisions. We see teams start to clinch, and you'll see players start to sit out and blah, blah, blah. It's not as extreme as you'll see in other sports. You know, football and basketball is really unplayable uh, over the last week or two. Baseball, not so much, but regardless, a lot of your leagues are going to end this week. So I want to give you guys as much time as possible with these hot ads that I'm going to be talking about today and give you an extra day with them in your lineups. It's not always going to work out, but a lot of the time you catch fire at the right moment with some of these players and they don't need to look so great under the hood. A lot of the time we're just talking about a one week sample size, a week and a half maybe if you guys are playing out all the way to the end of the season. But let's get into it. Let's talk about a couple of my favorite ads. And right now, Ezekiel Tovar is right up at the top of that list. I love what he has done as a whole in the second half. Now, over the last week or so, he has also looked really good. He's got a five-game hitting streak right now. Actually, a six-game hitting streak uh, because there was a doubleheader in there against San Francisco. He's scoring runs. He's been stealing bases. The power hasn't been crazy as of late. Just one home run over the last month, but four stolen bases in that time. Over the course of the second half, he has looked really, really good, and he does look really strong uh, right now. Now, they are on the road, but that's not going to really limit me uh, from wanting to use him, especially against Chicago. It's not the greatest pitching staff he'll be going up against, and I still have a lot of faith in him at the top of that lineup to be able to produce 76 runs and 72 RBIs this season. The 257 batting average is kind of on the lower end for what you can expect from him going forward. As a side note for Tovar, I, I like adding him right now just because I, I really like what he's been doing. Last week, he's been looking hot, but He was kind of the first prediction that I made for next year as well. I think Ezekiel Tovar is going to produce, at worst, a top 60 or 70 fantasy season in 2024. You give him another full year in Coors. We already saw what he did this year with, you know, the first half kind of being disappointing. The counting stats were still really good from a shortstop. 76 runs and 72 RBIs. I expect those home runs and those steals to just tick up a little bit more. You could easily see him get to 2020 next season, 15 and 11 right now. He'll probably end up with, you know, 16 and 12, 16 and 13 or whatever it ends up being. I think we could see a huge, huge breakout from Tovar, and I think we've started to see it over the second half of this year. He is going to be somebody that I am very invested in for next year, but I also think that he makes a pretty solid ad for the interim as well. Only 40% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's somebody to definitely consider. uh, Definitely one of my favorite players right now. 
Mark Canna has also been kind of an interesting one as well. He has been red hot. If you look back over the last month, he is a top 40 player very comfortably there. Four homers and four steals to go along with a 370 batting average, 13 runs, and 17 RBIs. Even just over the last week, he's seven for his last 17, three stolen bases and a homer. The stolen bases have been crazy. I've used him in DFS a couple of times over the last week. He stole two bases uh, against Washington in the last game of their series, and then he started off the St. Louis series yesterday, went one for four, and he also stole a base. So interesting value you're getting out of Mark Canna, not historically a big base stealer, but 11 this year, four in the last month, and three over the last week. I wouldn't be shocked if he's able to squeeze out another one or two of them for you there. He's batting close to the top of that Brewers order. You know, uh, If you look back over the last few games, batting first tonight, or I'm recording this one on Tuesday night, um, but he's batting first last night, uh, I guess for you guys listening here when you'll be hearing it on Wednesday. Uh, batted fourth against St. Louis in the first game of the series, and then the, the previous game before that, first against Washington, fourth against Washington in the lineup. So he's at the top of the order. He's trusted right now. He's got the multi-position eligibility, first base and outfield, and he's been producing. And, you know, just that on top of that, he's still available in a lot of leagues as well. Only 40% rostered. It has jumped up 21% over the last week, so people are starting to get a little bit more interested in Marcana. But he's still sitting out there on a lot of waiver wires. He's somebody that you can consider, I think, at least for the short term, uh, to be a pretty solid ad. I don't know about going forward next year kind of thing. Probably not going to be that interested. But he's hot right now. He's had a pretty decent season as a whole. And right now, uh, I think that he is one of the better players that you can find out there on the waiver wire. Let's talk Christian Encarnacion Strand. He's been pretty damn hot himself. Now, the thing with him is he's not playing every single day. Uh, he does kind of go in and out of the lineup, which is frustrating. Uh, Joey Votto will get those starts because he's Joey Votto, and they don't want to put him on the bench, which I understand. You know, a guy coming to the end of his career might be his last stretch uh, in front of home fans for a lot of these games. I understand uh, why they're putting Votto out there. I think Strand is a guy um, in daily change leagues that can be very valuable. If you look back over the last month, He's got 24 hits in his last 84 at bats. That's a 286 clip. If you look at what he's done as a rookie this year as a whole, it's 273 with eight homers and a couple of stolen bases. His last two games he's gotten into, he has gotten a home run. Now he is playing at the time I'm recording this as well. Um, he did get into the lineup today. He's batting seventh. He does kind of go in and out, which is why I think he's more of a daily change guy. But the power is so good. The lineup, even though it's kind of been hit or miss, still very strong as a whole. And I think he can carry himself to some value there. And I think there's definitely a couple more home runs in him this season. So if you can stomach, you know, if you got another first baseman that you're using, if you can stomach putting Strand in a utility role, if you have another guy that you kind of rotate in and out or just as a guy um, that you strictly use as a platoon, like you can't just set him and forget him, especially in a weekly league. But if you have that availability, that flexibility to use him, I think that there is uh, still some decent value that you can find there. Now, this one is kind of interesting. It's Edward Julian. Now, the batting average has been pretty rough as of late. He's four for his last 23, but three of those hits are home runs. The power has been pretty good with Edward Julian, and as a whole, he's batting 265 on the season. Second base eligible, so he's not somebody that's at a position that you know is that deep. Second base is okay. Um, but you know, as a whole for this season, he's been pretty good. He's leading off for Minnesota. I know we, Minnesota's not a great offense. We talked about them in yesterday's show uh, when we were talking about Carlos Correa and why I'm kind of down on him. 
But I do think Edward Julian at the top there can provide some value, even if it's not going to come from batting average. There is a chance that he's able to swipe one or two more bags. The power has been pretty solid. You know, 14 home runs and 300 at-bats. That's pretty solid uh, for Edward Julian. I just think overall you could do a lot worse. He's only on 18% of rosters. If the power really does come around, then he could be a huge asset, even if it's just for the next couple of weeks or the next week and a half, however long your league goes for. I think that Edward Julian uh, does make sense as a pickup, specifically more skewed towards your deeper leagues. I don't know that he's an 8-slash-10-team guy, but in your 12s, like if it's a 12-team roto-style league with middle and corner infield spots, five outfielders, that kind of thing, I think that there is room for Edward Julian, and certainly on 15-team rosters, there is as well. Now, this one, he's a little bit more uh, on the rostered side, but for you guys in shallower leagues, I would be taking a look at Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He has been really, really hot as of late. Even if you look back over the last month, he's batting over 300, but if you shorten that over the last two weeks, he's batting 350, and over the last week, over 400. It's been a really strong season for him as a whole. He's playing every single day as the number five hitter, occasionally number six, in a very strong lineup. He's only on 67% of rosters. That's not terribly high for a guy who is producing it the way uh, that he has. He's been a top 150 player this season while playing you know, most of the season here. We've got over 500 at-bats out of Gurriel, more than 50 at-bats, more than he had last, 60 at-bats already, uh, more than he had last year. You think he's going to end up with like close to 100 more at-bats. He's been durable. He's got 24 homers, 81 ribbies, 263 average. And like I said, he's been hot right now. And that's really all it comes down to at this point of the year. I start to look at the deeper part of the analysis for next season. You can't really go into those deep numbers and say, well, this is going to happen. This is going to regress, blah, blah. You you have no idea what's going to happen over a one or two start sample size. Certain things maybe are more likely to happen. You know, you're facing the A's. Okay, it's probably going to be a decent start, whatever. But it's not like we can look at anything in a one-start sample or two-start sample and, and take much away from it or project much going into it because it's just so random. That's the sport of baseball. You see teams get swept, and then they sweep the next series afterwards, and then they get swept again. And then it's just it's really, really unpredictable on a player-to-player basis and on a team-to-team basis. So take the guys who are hot right now. You don't need to read too much into stuff at this point of the season. This is when you start to take the, the pedal off the gas in that regard because it just doesn't do too much for you in terms of your 2023 uh, playing and adding and dropping and all that. But that's where I'm going to leave you. Those are the guys that I am adding. Those are the position players that I'm taking a look at. We are going to take a look in tomorrow's show on Thursday about some pitchers. We'll go into the weekend uh, trying to target for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Usually do that on uh, Friday show, but I'm going to do it a day early, and then we'll look at some different things on Friday because I do want to give you guys an extra day to make sure you're able to add the guys that I'm recommending because, not to toot my own horn, but it has been a pretty successful stretch over these last probably six weeks or so of streaming. We've probably hit on 75 or 80% of our streamers to a really good uh, good lines there, not just talking about like partial hits or whatever. Like they've been really good lines. So definitely uh, want to give you guys an extra day to pick up some of those guys that we're going to talk about. But that'll do it for me. If you got any questions, shoot them over at JoeOrico99. Also at Ethos Fantasy BB, we, posting, uh, we are posting content there every single day podcasts, articles, different polls, news and notes, updates about the site, and everything else we got going on on the baseball side of the content at Sports Ethos. You can find over there if you are not using Twitter. Go to sportsethos.com. But that'll do it for me. Like I said, tomorrow we'll talk pitching. But until then, take care, have a great night, and cheers, everybody.